What's Cooking, supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits. Now I spoke to Dimitri from Off, who were down here in January playing Whammy Bar, a uh, bit of a legendary hardcore band. Let's play some Off and then this interview in two parts. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time to chat to us. Very, obviously very excited to see you down here for like the first time in about a decade. Was it the the, the chili peppers that you opened with last time you're down here? Yep. There's a wry yeah. smile on your face I can see on your end of the Zoom. Two nights, two nights in Auckland at the Mega Dome, you know, First Bank National the, the Spark Arena Stadium. Yep, yep. Uh, must have been pretty fun. No, it was a good time. Those are they're they're really they've always been really nice to us and very supportive and Keith goes way back, you know, with them. You've you've actually got like a, a fairly star-studded list of bands that you've played with from off, but also like your earlier band Burning Brides. Just the Wikipedia alone is like pretty impressive from White Stripes uh, and you'll know us by The Trail of Dead, Queens of the Stone Age, Audio Slave, A Perfect Circle, Mastodon, Eagles of Death, Metal, Peaches, Mike Watt, J Mascus, Royal Trucks. Man, holy shit, there must be some memories from being out on the road with bands of that caliber. I remember a, a fair amount of of those tours yeah. it's crazy it's like what a list how did all these things sort of like come together is there like a simple way to sum up you know this oh these deals go down in bathroom stalls you know yeah um and secret handshakes <laughs> Man. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of fun times and um i've definitely you know surpassed any sort of rock and roll dreams or expectations i set out to do when yes. i was much younger okay well i've got a i've got a series of opening questions um, just feel free to answer them however you like, seriously or as lightly. Um, so we'll start at the start. How do you define what you do and how did you come to do it? I consider myself a songwriter first and foremost. I mean, with Off, it's it's really an accident. It's something that happened first uh, with Keith and I becoming friends. Um, we had no intention of ever being in a band together. In fact, if you would have suggested that early on, uh, we would have laughed because we come from very different places. And I was trying to uh, produce a Circle Jerks record that sort of fell apart and Off was born out of the ashes of that. Mm. And um, I was really surprised that that he, he wanted to form a band together, but we had written songs that I think struck a, a particular nerve in him that reminded him of his roots in Black Flag. Mm. And that, and you know, that was accidental for me because uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just, uh, in, in my mind, 
writing riffs more like coming from Black Sabbath, but playing them really fast. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, I would say it's evolved into something that's more full circle for me, which is making a feature length film that I wrote and directed for the band, you know, when I was a, a much younger lad. Um, you know, I was I was going to school in New York for for acting. I thought I wanted to have a life in the theater. I was studying like, you know, Shakespeare, Chekhov, Ibsen, Strindberg, Shaw and all that. And, um, you know, I finally got to uh, apply some of those skill sets uh, working with other actors. And, you know, we just made all these crazy music videos that have been a lot of fun over the years. And I learned a lot from from working on those. And um, yeah, uh, the film's called Free LSD. Mm -hmm. And it I come out sometime next year. I don't know exactly when, but um, it premiered. Uh, we were asked to close the Slam Dance Film Festival earlier this year. We had sent them a really crude rough cut, <laughs> and uh, they said, "Well, can you, you know, is the film going to be done in time for you know the, you to close the festival?" <laughs> we sort of lied and said yes. <laughs> And um, we put together a, a, an edit, especially for the festival. But this, the whole rest of this year, we've been actually finishing the film. Mm -hmm. And it's something we're very proud of. And, you know, we're going to join that small list of bands and artists who have truly pulled off the album film concept. Yes. Oh, you know, nice. where, you know, it's like uh, Beatles, Hard Day's Night, Help, Monkey's Head, The Who, Tommy, Quadrophenia, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Prince, Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. I, guess, I guess Rock and Roll High School, Ramones is <laughs> sort of like that. But I mean, after that, uh, you know, I start running out of, of uh, examples. So it hasn't been done that often. And this truly is an album and a, a movie that were conceptualized at the same time. And yes. they're completely uh, married. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun for people who know the album mm. to see the film. You know, there are characters who are who have dialogue and they're just literally <laughs> reciting um, lyrics from the record. And I think it'll be interesting for people who don't know the band to discover the film yes. and then realize, oh, my God, like this is an actual band that exists and I can go see them live and I can buy this record. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it took many, many years to figure out. And it's partly why we took such a long break between um you know wasted years and and this record mm -hmm. but uh, i hope it's worth the wait excellent excellent now describe your first musical memory i think the most significant memory for me was when my my babysitter turned me on to kiss <laughs> <laughs> you know started getting me to believe you know these these rock and roll superheroes mm. i was just fully on board i think if you grow up at that time there was no escaping that yeah real light moment yeah describe your best musical memory to date there are lots but i would say the most recent was being in uh mexico city we just played a big festival called corona capital and i saw noel gallagher hanging out and i just went over and started talking to him and he's incredibly approachable yes i talked to him for a little bit before he played and then I saw I saw him hanging out again after he played, and I went up and talked to him again. And that time I reminded him of a time years ago when I was living in Philadelphia, and we had hung out. The, the strokes were just coming up, and oh, they were wow. doing a residency, one show per week. Mm -hmm. And like the first show, there was maybe 30 people there. Yeah. And by, by the last week, you know, the enemy had written about them, and, and the place was packed, and and Oasis was doing shows with the Black Crows and they had come over after they played to come check out the Strokes and hang out. And for whatever reason, both brothers 
Liam and Noel. Or at the stroke thought, show. Thought I was in the stroke. Oh, thought you're in the stroke. So, so I like, you know, I all of a sudden I feel a tap on my shoulder and be like, it'd be like, no, like, dude, we should do some shows together, mate. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go, I go to the bathroom and I, I'm, I'm like pissing and like Liam comes up and starts pissing next to me and I uh, turns to me, he's like, we should do some shows together. It just kept on. And to the point where it happened in front of like a couple of the actual members of yes. the Strokes, and they, I just looked at them. They looked at me. They smiled, and they did not <laughs> blow my cover. So, I had quite an evening because I was in the Strokes yes. for for a night with with Oasis. So I reminded Noel of that. He actually remembered. Not so much like me and you know pretending to you know be mm -hmm. in the Strokes and go along with everything, yep. but he did remember that night. And then it was great. He's like, uh, we should get a picture together. And I was like, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so so I said I said hold on, I have to poof up my hair. And he goes, don't we all? And then <laughs> my daughter snapped the picture. So you go to my Instagram. I think it's like one of the first. Yeah, I saw. I had a yeah, headlock this the morning. Last photo yes. <laughs> oh man. Funny. Awesome. Ah, oh, so yeah. good. So good. If you've just joined us, this is my interview with Dimitri from Off. Here comes part two. They're playing Whammy Bar January 8th. Where do you feel artistic progression leads? 
Well, you know, for for someone like myself, who's um, a little bit older now, I hope for a world that allows any kind of artist to get older and, you know, be accepted in terms of of making relevant art. Mm. You know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of categories in the entertainment world, you know, there's a short shelf life and uh, especially with, you know, aggressive rock music, those Mm -hmm. kind of bands. You know, you can start to look a little bit ridiculous as you as you climb up there in age. And I something I'm very proud of is that I feel like, you know, not only did, you know, were Keith and I able to uh, withstand the storm, Mm. you know, after after we uh, lost our rhythm, our original rhythm section, we were able to um, regroup and do the impossible and not only find another rhythm section, but Mm. come back and what, what I believe and what many what many people believe to be our best record. Yes, and it's just a testament to to uh, never giving up, um, and also just um, you know pushing pushing yourself, uh, mm. pushing the boundaries of what's expected of you, and trying to to do something bold and take chances and break new ground. And there's no reason in the world why you can't be older and and do that. You know, mm. Keith is in his late sixties. And I feel like he's having in many ways, his finest moment as a, as an artist, Mm. both as a, as a member of a band and also as, um, as someone who acted and helped produce this movie. Fantastic. Fantastic. How do you define success? (laughs) Certainly not by numbers. Mm. I talk about this a lot, actually, you know, we live in a time where people judge you based on how many followers you have on social media, how many plays you have, you know, streaming, how many tickets you sell, how many albums you've sold. And, um, you know, if I, if I gauge success based on that, I would feel like a failure. I just, you know, I like to come up with a vision for something and I gauge success based on how that vision is executed. Mm -hmm. That's it. Bottom line. Fantastic. Describe something you haven't created yet that you, you'd like to create. A horror movie. Your own horror movie. I thought you'd, had you starred in one? I played like the lead villain vampire mm-hmm. in, a, in a rock and roll uh, vampire comedy. Yes, where you know where like Malcolm McDowell's chasing me the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's the vampire hunter. I'm the I'm the vampire. He's trying to kill, and it's it's pretty fun. Like uh, um, Alice Cooper's in it. Iggy Pop, Henry <laughs> Rollins, Moby. Oh, just a few but it's people. Not really, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a horror movie. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, I really at this point I, I've accomplished everything I set out to in music mm-hmm. and. This experience making free LSD, the movie has has really intrigued me to the point where I think I might uh, want to pursue that full time. Yes. And if I get to make another movie, I have an idea for a horror film, which I won't talk about right now, but it's still marinating, you know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. What do you believe is the most essential function of art? Well, there's two things. You know, you make art for yourself, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. You know, you want to be open like an antenna to uh, things being transmitted into your into your psyche, into your spirit, into your body. Um, You want to be a conduit. And and some of that has to do with with feeling inspired and constantly looking for inspiration. Mm -hmm. I'm a a real nerd when it comes to collecting records. I'm always rooting for the underdog and trying to to find artists who are undervalued and uh, not look at the obvious things that are popular. And then, um, you know, you sort of soak all that up 
and then you you start to um, you start to exude uh, creativity. And uh, the next the next stage of that is like you know if you're really honest with yourself and you're and you're brave, you know maybe you'll maybe you'll make something that'll touch other people. And um, you know I've been fortunate enough to be a, a part of bands that have you know made records or played live shows that have done that, mm -hmm. and it's a really cool feeling. Yes. It's also it's also pretty great when you know the people who inspired you come up to you and say, "Wow, man, I really like your band. I love these. You know, I love that album, or mm. I, I love this song. You know, it's like this full circle thing, and that's another form of, of success." Yes. You know. Wow. Uh, what's something non-musical that you're looking forward to? Always hanging out with my kids. You know, I went through like a a really rough divorce. You know, I fought to keep my kids. Uh, in LA where they're born and raised and I, I wasn't able to. So they go to school in New York city and mm -hmm. I only see them like 30% of the time now. And so I just, I live for those moments where I have them again, you know, and I can get to get to know where they're at, you mm -hmm. know, and, and maybe make, make an influence, uh, you know, be an influence in their life if, if they allow me. Excellent. Hey, um, so January 7th, you're playing in Ragland at the Yacht Club. January 8th, you're playing at Whammy Bar in Auckland. Uh, these are the two shows that are close to us. I think you've also got a Wellington date on the 6th. What can people expect from an off show? I'm lugging around, uh, you know, two Pelican cases filled with uh, uh, power electronics. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have this table of all these crazy circuit bent synthesizers and weird effects and... Um, and so I'm uh, I'm doing my best to um, you know serve the the weirdness that's that's on the record, mm -hmm. um, and you know we are, we are very much trying to to um, you know stick to that uh, feeling of the album being this uh, this experience or this nonstop journey. Mm -hmm. You know, if you saw us back in the day, we would play four or five songs and stop, and then Keith would you know talk to the audience for <laughs> quite a while. Yeah. And then we would continue and do another batch of songs. But this is just literally like from beginning to end, just a, a, a barrage, uh, uh, you know, to the senses. Um, we're going to play the whole the entire album um, and then we'll we'll regroup and, and play a, a bunch of our favorite songs from the first three records.
What's Cooking, supported by Auckland Art Gallery Toyo Tamaki. Become a member today for great art benefits.